0: On, guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your Monday Night Raw post show for March 13th, 2023. I am your host, JD from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Monday evenings, wherever. You may be, man. We got a lot to get into tonight. And I need to ask. I need to ask. Is my thumbnail, my temporary thumbnail on the video right now, enough clickbait? Because apparently people have a problem with my opinion on the subject at hand here tonight, which we will dive right into. Bray Wyatt. Big news surrounding Bray Wyatt going into Monday Night Raw. A lot of people were questioning why we haven't seen Bray Wyatt on Monday. Why we haven't seen Bray Wyatt on Friday. Why Uncle Howdy seemingly has disappeared after Bobby Lashley. I, I don't know what he did to him. Would he spine bust him? Would he give him a Dominator? Well, what happened to Uncle Howdy? Then he disappears into the fucking darkness like Batman. And we never hear from Uncle Howdy since that moment. Major rumors surrounding Bray Wyatt going into uh, Monday Night Raw tonight. And everybody's having a mental breakdown on social media. Is Bray Wyatt done? Is Bray Wyatt sitting around once again going through creative differences with the new administration, which is seemingly looking like more of the old administration. Nobody knows. Nobody knows at all. The big story going into Raw was Bray Wyatt apparently being sidelined with a physical issue. This is per WWE sources. Before I even get into anything I want to say in regards to this. This is coming from Fightful. I'm going to throw it out there. First and foremost, the story where Vince McMahon supposedly was visiting John Cena and the fact that Brock Lesnar and Omos was a Triple H idea, Fightful got both of those stories wrong. I'm throwing that out there right away. Number one. Number two... When I read to you what is written here, when I read to you this report, at the end of all of this, I'm going to tell you one very, very specific thing that I want you to take with you when you look at every other story that comes out about this or anything else after what we've been subjected to during WrestleMania season, okay? I don't come on here and bullshit you for no reason. I don't have fucking sources. I don't need sources. Watch the fucking show. That's what you need to do. Okay? Bray Wyatt's absence this past weekend from a Madison Square Garden live event on March 12th had a lot of fans concerned. Where's Bray? Why wasn't he on the show after being advertised? Fightful learned about this story, and WWE chimes in to Fightful about what is going on here. WWE sources familiar with the situation who have worked with Wyatt claim to Fightful that Bray Wyatt is currently sidelined with a physical issue, and they're not sure on a return time as of now. There have been rumors that Wyatt had walked out due to creative issues, but thus far we haven't gained any information. Why would you? That would confirm that and haven't been told that from anyone in the company thus far. No fucking shit. No shit. If Bray Wyatt was in a situation where there was creative differences with the administration, or Vince, because we all know Vince is back in charge in some way, shape, or form, why would WWE go out there and tell Fightful that? If WWE tells Fightful, or anybody else for that matter, that there are creative differences between Bray Wyatt and WWE management, that's basically WWE showing you their fucking hand. Why would they do that? People aren't stupid. People would line up everything that we've seen, come to the conclusion that we've all pretty much come to, and that is Vince McMahon is back in charge. So no shit is Fightful going to sit there and say, okay, a physical issue. No shit WWE's not going to tell you. It's a creative difference between Bray Wyatt and WWE management. Bray Wyatt had been slated for other live events and episodes of SmackDown, but was pulled from those due to physical issues WWE sources claim. However, even though he'd been sidelined, Bobby Lashley continued the feud without Bright Wyatt being there, including last week in a backstage segment where Bright Wyatt wasn't even on the show, period, and neither was Uncle Howdy. As of one point this weekend, Lashley wasn't scheduled for Raw, Almost weekly, Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy materials are sent to the site of SmackDown, but haven't been seen for the last two episodes of SmackDown. We're told that Bray Wyatt hasn't been planned for creative for those shows and isn't scheduled for Raw tonight, which he was not at the show or even mentioned. Fightful said that they will reach out for more information on this story throughout the day including regarding rumors of creative issues, to make it clear, though one source has denied those creative issues, we'll continue to ask about the validity of them. Why did the idea or the suggestion of creative differences come up? Ryan Frederick, who works for The Observer and was on their message boards, claimed that Bray Wyatt went home due to creative differences. Then Fightful posted an update. WWE creative were told that Bray was out due to illness. He hasn't been at recent WWE live events for television. He was also not internally on the rundown sheet for the Madison Square Garden Show as of Friday. Nobody knows what's going on with Bray Wyatt. Nobody knows. Fightful doesn't know. Melcher doesn't know, Ryan Frederick doesn't know, I don't know, but motherfucker, if you are going to sit there and act all high and fucking mighty to everybody on social media and you don't think people have the right to, to be skeptical about Bray Wyatt on social media, who the fuck do you think you are? Honestly, people have every given right to wonder and speculate based on what we've been given through these dirt sheets and through these journalists. They got it wrong with Brock Lesnar and Omos. Oh, don't worry about it. It's a Triple H idea. No, it fucking wasn't. It never was. I don't give a fuck who the fuck your sources are. Nobody in that company believed at all that Triple H would book a fucking match like that. Watch the fucking show. Triple H doesn't book that way. Then we get to the fucking story of John Cena being at Monday Night Raw last week. All we heard, and people like Fightful funneled the fucking story through their website. Oh yeah, Vince McMahon was only there to visit John Cena. Then we come to find out that Vince McMahon is sitting in Gorilla for the entire show. But I was told that he was merely back to sell the company and nothing more. What the fuck is he doing in Gorilla? He's got no business being in Gorilla. Oh, it's his company. Oh, he could do whatever he wants. Oh, he's majority shareholder. Oh, he's got a new mustache. Oh, he looks like Gomez Adams. I don't give a fuck what you think of Vince McMahon and why he should be there. He used the WWE as his own sex pen. He doesn't belong in creative and he doesn't belong in Gorilla. I don't care who the fuck he is and how much money he has, but you got websites like this funneling the story. Oh, yeah, he was just there to visit John Cena. Really? Really now? Clearly, he wasn't. I could have told you that two weeks ago when John Cena wasn't there and we got Omos and Brock Lesnar booked for WrestleMania. Same thing with Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley. Where the fuck do you think that match came from? You think that was a Triple H idea as well? Fuck out of here. That was another Vince McMahon idea. I would even go as far as to say Lita and Trish Stratus being on TV are a Vince McMahon idea as well. Vince McMahon has much more to do with WrestleMania than Fightful is ever going to admit. Fightful's the type of source where WWE tells them something and they will regurgitate whatever WWE wants them to. The other sites don't give a shit. Vince McMahon has a fucking say in everything that is going on. I don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt, but motherfucker... If you're going to claim to everybody that what people say about Bray having creative differences with WWE are factually incorrect, why don't you look at all the fucking things that happened leading up to this story? How could you believe anything this company says to anybody? They blatantly lied to your face. About Vince McMahon being there to see John Cena. You think they'd ever go out there and openly admit that he was ready to sit and gorilla the entire fucking show? They spoon-fed that story to sites like this so nothing would blow up. So you want me to sit there and believe a physical issue is something wrong with Bray Wyatt? I don't trust wwe and you want to know why i don't trust wwe it's because of fucking shit like this because the people who run these sites they aren't honest with themselves if they were they'd give you the proper fucking opinion about everything and honestly just lay it down with their fan base and the fucking community yeah vince seemingly has some sort of grip over wwe creative even now and it's bullshit I don't work for anybody. I can say whatever the fuck I want, man, with absolutely no repercussions. I ain't going anywhere. Who's going to have a problem? Oh, oh, oh somebody's going to have a problem with what I say. Oh, my God. He said Bray Wyatt had creative issues. Motherfucker, if you don't think Bray Wyatt, with this Vince McMahon looming rumor, is scared to his fucking... to scared to death. If you don't think Bray Wyatt is already haphazardly rethinking his WWE run... You got to be out of your fucking mind. Just look at Bray Wyatt. Look at what has happened from October all the way to where we see him now. The other narrative that I've been seeing in the community, oh, oh, Bray Wyatt sucks. Bray Wyatt's got nobody to blame but himself. Bray Wyatt always sucked. The doom and gloom cartoonish blah, blah, blah. Bray Wyatt this, Bray Wyatt that. Get him off TV. Why are you cutting the man down before we even get to where we need to go with this story? Is it Bray Wyatt's fault? We were under the assumption that Bray Wyatt was coming in with a full-fledged plan going into WrestleMania. If you genuinely think Bray Wyatt's plan from October to now always resulted in Bobby Lashley... You may be the dumbest motherfucker that reads this shit online. It was not, it was never, and never will be. The muscle man dance and Firefly Funhouse is nothing but a Vince McMahon wet dream. That is his. That is all his. Why are we getting Firefly Funhouse when we were supposed to be getting a brand new direction with the Bray Wyatt lore? Where's the Wyatt Six? Where's the plan for WrestleMania? What happened to Alexa Bliss? Who the fuck is Uncle Howdy? Look like Uncle Howdy and Bray were headed towards a match more so than Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley, but you want me to believe people uh, in a physical issue without questioning anything after the last couple of lies that we were blatantly given. Fuck out of here. Physical issue. If it's a physical issue, I wish him the best and I hope for a speedy recovery. But never, never go out there and doubt anybody questioning why Bray Wyatt is off TV and their first reason is, oh, it must be creative difference after everything we have been told and everything we've read online in the last two weeks. How fucking dare you? even go out there and put somebody down for believing that. Give me a fucking break. can send this shit to SAP too. Go ahead, you fucking geeks. I don't give a fuck who hears it. Never put anybody down for that line of thinking. Bright Wyatt has... De- 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 he- he's gone from absolutely captivating television... Captivating television. And he's been degraded into what we see now. It's cartoonish. The whole thing got flipped upside on its head. Do you blame Triple H for that? I don't think so. I don't blame Triple H at all. They had everything lined up for Bray Wyatt. Creative team, writers, Hollywood writers, lore, storyline. We were We read months ago that there was Long-term booking all the way till WrestleMania. You mean to tell me Vince didn't have his fingerprints all over this shit, coming out of that fucking Mountain Dew pitch black garbage? Then they give him Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar turns turns him down. Who knows what they told him to do at WrestleMania? Maybe it was that Cinnamon Toast Crunch match that was rumored. Using Bright as a marketing ploy, basically ruining his entire vision And the entire lore about what's going on. Yet you want me to believe a physical issue immediately. Oh, that's what it is because SAP said so. Motherfucker, we were lied to for the last three weeks. Where the fuck have you been? Lied. Nobody seems to fucking care though, right? Nobody's making a big deal that Vince McMahon's fingerprints are more on WrestleMania than we would have ever imagined. We were like to that he was there to visit John Cena, which we know he wasn't because he was there in Gorilla during the entire show. Monday Night Raw has drastically changed since September. One-minute matches, Gargano's being called small and short. Gable was called small and ugly last week. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Triple H would allow that to be filtered through commentary. Give me a fucking break with this nonsense. Open your eyes. It's very easy to figure out who's running the show and who's not. Watch the fucking show. Then you get the, oh, JD, all you do is complain about Vince McMahon. I'm sorry, bitch. You don't find this to be a problem? We were told he was back to sell the fucking company. Nick Khan went on CNBC to specifically say, oh yeah, Vince is just back to see through with the sale of the company. Nothing about that was about Vince McMahon running creative. Yeah, here we are. He should not have been allowed to do any match at WrestleMania. I don't give a fuck if he was only allowed one. He should be allowed zero. Zero. Fuck out of here with this nonsense. Don't. And this is this goes to everybody in the fucking chat. Do not let anybody tell you that your line of thinking, if you think Bray Wyatt is out because of creative differences, don't let anybody sway your opinion. If that's your fucking opinion, then that's your opinion and you have every right to that fucking opinion because of what we've been given and what we've been fed through fucking sites like this. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. That was the big story going into Monday Night Raw. Seriously. That was all that. That was the most important thing that happened on this show tonight. Wasn't even anything that happened on the show. It was what happened before we got into Monday Night Raw.
1: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire Sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire Sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cody Rhodes. LA Knight called out Cody Rhodes, or
0: LA Knight didn't really call out Cody Rhodes. LA Knight claiming that he wants a WrestleMania moment. You can't have. A WrestleMania in L.A. without L.A. night. Cody Rhodes answers the call. We got Cody Rhodes in L.A. night tonight on Monday Night Raw. Very good TV match. Didn't really factor into anything. L.A. Knight still is, A, directionless. And, B, doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. Who is the match going to be with? I don't know. Is he going to have a match? I don't know. We got three weeks to figure that out. There are rumors going around that WWE is still spitballing ideas to Stone Cold Steve Austin for a WrestleMania match. And one of the ideas that has been discussed is L.A. Knight versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm okay with that. If it gets L.A. Knight on the show, I am absolutely okay with that. One of the guys that L.A. Knight models himself after And the way he operates on TV is Stone Cold Steve Austin. So why not? Steve Austin's in incredible shape. LA Knight's a great fucking wrestler. Mega over. So why not? Why not? We'll have to see if that happens or if anything comes out of that at all. But we'll keep a close eye on that. But they did have a very good TV match tonight on Monday Night Raw. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens specifically said he didn't want Cody Rhodes, help at all. So don't you even dare show up in the main event tonight when I wrestle Solo Sokoa in a Shree fight. And that's exactly what Cody Rhodes did. He did not show up. So we got Kevin Owens laid out by the bloodline, three on one. And we are still waiting for that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens handshake. The mega powers of 2023 coming together for the common good to take down the bloodline Really, not much happened there as far as progression, but we got Cody Rhodes wanting to help and Kevin Owens denying him as well as Sammy for any and all help out there in the main event. Dominic Mysterio, we got a Dominic and Ray promo on Monday where we got the official challenge laid out by Dominic. He wants his father one-on-one in a match at WrestleMania. Ray says no. He refuses to fight his son. We will talk about that on this show tonight as well and what I think WWE should do as far as how they are booking this match going into WrestleMania. And then Edge and Finn Balor now officially on the WrestleMania card inside Hell in a Cell. So it looks like we got those two guys inside one of the most demonic structures in WWE history. And look at that, folks. Go figure, using a Hell in a Cell match when it actually calls for it at a major pay-per-view and not because it's October. Love it. We're going to go over Monday Night Raw tonight and everything else you guys want to talk about right here. On off the scripts. You guys thought i get a little animated or thought I got a little animated in the beginning with the Bray Wyatt situation, but I'm fucking angry. This shit makes me angry. I don't like to yell. But man, oh man, I've been right nine times out of ten on most of this shit. Don't tell me I'm fucking wrong in the way I think. You have every fucking right to believe that. And if he's got physical issues, we wish him the best. WrestleMania won't be missing him, I'll tell you that. WrestleMania will not be missing that match. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I got some major news, man. I got the absolutely 100% completed versions of the latest design, man. We are going underground. The OTS universe continues to grow and expand. And underneath the OTS venue is what I love to call my mother's basement born out of Jade Cargill and Britt Baker on October 30th, 2022. Thank you for the inspiration. I'm putting that nice little joke that geeks in the community love to throw at you Putting that joke that the wrestlers love to use to good use. You want to know where I really drink when I go out? Motherfucker, you're going to find out. Because I don't sit in my mother's basement. I'm all class. Everything you see on this show, everything you see visually on this show, is me. The debut night, I have not decided yet. But it will be. WrestleMania weekend, whether it's the Friday going into WrestleMania, whether it's WrestleMania night one, or whether it's the Raw after WrestleMania, which to be honest with you, I'm kind of leaning towards the Raw after Mania debut night of my mother's basement. Let me know what you guys think. All my VIPs already got a sneak peek. You guys got a sneak peek already, man. You saw it last night. If you guys are a channel member, you seen it. And you heard the new official theme, or I should say the unofficial theme, because I can't actually use that because it's a copyrighted song. But you heard the new, official, unofficial theme of the podcast. Yeah, man. I love it. So get ready, man. It's going to be great. The best looking design out of anything I've seen on any stream, period. So great this fucking thing looks. Follow me on social media, man, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Links are down below in the description of this very video. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. If you enjoyed what you heard so far, I'd love if you can hit that thumbs up. It's absolutely free to do so, and it helps me out tremendously. We got 565 likes. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I'm looking for 1,000 likes minimum on tonight's show. Channel members, thank you for re-upping. New members, thank you for joining. If you're not a member, join or consider to do so. My Mother's Basement opening night, when it happens, is VIP only. Channel member only, so get them on in. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, code SCRIPT20 at checkout. You guys are going to get yourself the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. Save yourself some money and look good while doing it. 20% off and free shipping, Manscaped.com, code SCRIPT20 at checkout. And I want to thank them as always for sponsoring the podcast right here on Off The Script. Let's get into Monday Night Raw, man. We're going to start at the top. Edge, he makes his way out to the ring. And we're kicking things off with Edge challenging Finn Balor. So Edge is out there. Obviously big in Providence, Rhode Island, man. You know what I think about when I think about Monday Night Raw in Providence, Rhode Island? I think back to Daniel Bryan battling the Wyatt family. Battling Bray Wyatt inside a steel cage while he was forced to join the Wyatt family in that steel cage match, man, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. The yes chance and the reaction for Brian in that match when he took off the jumpsuit, the gray jumpsuit, and he was doing the yes chance. I've never seen, to this day, since then, never seen yes chance that were so synchronized the way those were in that moment, in that match, on that night, man. Absolutely fucking amazing. One of my most favorite Monday Night Raw moments ever. I legitimately go back and watch it at least once a year. Great shit. So Edge is out there, and he wants Balor out here. He wants Balor face-to-face. Balor's out there. Balor said he wanted to hear what Edge had to say. Edge says he didn't come to Raw to say anything. He said he came to Raw to end this. So Balor is just going to send Lurch, Pugsley, and Wednesday on him. If he approaches them or if they approach him in any way. Lurch, Pugsley, and Wednesday. Now, we, now we're to believe that Triple H is scripting Edge to go out there and reference the Adams family. Is it a coincidence that people backstage looked at Vince McMahon with his new mustache and immediately thought, Gomez Adams? Now we got Edge on Monday night the following week referencing the fucking Adams family. Sure thing. Sure thing. Not a coincidence. Said since he won't come to the ring and since he wants a match against him at WrestleMania, he's got it. When Balor started to talk about beating Edge at WrestleMania, Edge yelled, For Ballard to shut his mouth. Edge says, I I don't have time for this. He says he's wasted the last year of his comeback on the Judgment Day. And the year before that, I wrestled in front of a bunch of TV screens at the Thunderdome. Nothing that I ever want to see again. He said things he has to do, he wants to accomplish. And he's running out of time. He said Ballard did make the Judgment Day better because he leaned into what they are. Bitter, immature, malcontents. He says they've become a weird hybrid. An Irish-Australian-Mexican-Puerto Rican emo delight. He said it sounds like a drink at a hipster coffee joint. He says it's worked, though, because he did make him say the words, I quit. Irish-Australian-Mexican-Puerto Rican emo delight. Shit, man, I'd order that. I, I would order that at least once on the menu if I saw that. Sounds interesting. And if there's any Irish in there, man, how could Irish and anything coffee be bad? Can't. Edge says they still bashed his skull in and Beth skull with the concerto. He says they've tried to make his life a living hell, so there's only one way this can end. At WrestleMania, Edge versus Finn Balor inside hell in a cell. Balor did not look scared. He didn't flinch. He says he's been to hell before. And it spit him out because hell couldn't handle my demons. There's the little inside uh, inside tease there. There you go. And he said that with a smile. Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley attacked Edge in the ring. Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis with Candice Lawyer ran out to even the odds before we get into the first match. And that was the way this segment came to a close. Hell in a Cell. This is the first time that we're seeing hell in a cell since the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins match, where Cody wrestled with a fully torn pectoral muscle. I'm fine with that. I think that's fine. I think that's enough time. I think if WWE did something in October where we had a hell in a cell pay-per-view and then we got this, then I think it might have been a little overkill. Why are we doing a Hell in a Cell match away from the Hell in a Cell pay per view? It's just overkill. WWE got rid of the Hell in a Cell concept on pay per view. The gimmick pay per view is now dead. One of the the best things that Triple H has done so far was eliminate some of the gimmick pay per views that Vince McMahon had on the calendar when he was in charge. We're getting this, it fits the feud. It fits the vibe of of WrestleMania. Somebody sent me a statistic that this will be the fourth Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania in history. The three Hell in a Cell matches before this all included The Undertaker. So I'm going to let that marinate for you guys. That's pretty impressive. Undertaker is Mr. Hell in a Cell. And Edge has been in there With The Undertaker as well. Edge knows a thing or two about Hell in a Cell. The last Hell in a Cell match he was in was against Seth Rollins in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. And that was a great fucking Hell in a Cell match. I expect nothing different here with Finn Balor. This is going to be tremendous. And Hell couldn't handle my demons. is basically Finn Balor telling you without telling you that the demon Finn Balor will be showing up at WrestleMania And Edge is not coming as what we see of him now. Edge is going to channel his inner brood as well. So he's going full-on hell in his cell as well. Now, the only thing that we're missing, and clearly I am biased towards them, and I'd love to see it, I think that they should be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, no doubt about it, because they've been the sound and the voice of Edge for years. If this is really Edge's last WrestleMania and he's going out like this, maybe we should give Miles Kennedy and Mark Tremonti a call and get Alter Bridge to play these two guys to the ring, being that both of these guys are using top-notch Alter Bridge songs for their theme music. Just a little thought. I think that'd be fucking great. And at least if they showed up, we'd get an actual musical artist that knows how to fucking sound good live at a wrestling show. Not like Hardy and what we saw at the Royal Rumble. I'm looking forward to this. It makes WrestleMania that much more epic. Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano teaming against Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Not a bad tag team match. This has been the most over, I would say, that Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis were in there against the Judgment Day. Judgment Day gets big-time heat. And I love that. Dominic is in there. He used three amigos, and he missed a 6-1-9 on Gargano, which allowed Gargano to make a tag to Loomis. Dominic tried to pin Loomis with his feet on the ropes, but Candish pushed Priest off. Priest is in there, so Candice is on the outside, and Rhea Ripley goes over, and they have a fight on the floor. Rhea dropped Candice headfirst onto the barricade. Loomis and Ripley had a stare down. So Priest goes on the outside, takes out Dexter Loomis. Dom is in the ring. He used the frog splash for a two count. Gargano made the save on Loomis there after the frog splash. Loomis used a head and arm choke, but Priest blind-tagged himself in and hit the South of Heaven Choke Slam to pin Dexter Loomis. One, two, three, and the Judgment Day remain hot. And they win this tag team match over Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano. Um, I don't know what Johnny's doing at WrestleMania. Probably nothing. Johnny is going to be busy with Grayson Waller. So, that's probably going to be his WrestleMania moment. Triple H probably wanted Johnny Gargano on the WrestleMania card, but realistically, there really isn't anything for him to do on the WrestleMania card. He's not really involved in anything major. So, instead of forcing him on the show because he's a fan favorite of management, they gave him a WrestleMania moment via Stand and Deliver, where he's going to be wrestling Grayson Waller, which should be a banger match in its own right, on that Saturday afternoon. So we will see what happens there, but I'm very curious to know when Tommaso Ciampa comes back and if they're going to play off Gargano and Ciampa's history on the main roster. I wonder what's going to happen there. I know if you guys follow Tommaso Ciampa on social media, on Instagram, he just recently went through a round of stem cell treatment. So uh, that would uh, indicate to me that he was pretty fucking banged up and he's looking to uh, rehabilitate They get back in there, but I wonder if WWE is going to align or at least play off the history of both Gargano and Ciampa, whether that means DIY gets back together, whether or not they feud, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see what happens there, but I'd love to see Johnny gets a little bit more of a priority on Monday Night Raw. Everybody feels lukewarm right now. He feels lukewarm. Dexter Loomis feels lukewarm. Even Bronson Reed, he's a fucking savage, man. I love Bronson Reed. Even he feels lukewarm. Don't know what's going on there. But hopefully things change after WrestleMania season is over. Trish Stratus. There was a backstage segment that apparently happened earlier in the day. Kathy Kelly was backstage. Miz arrived into the building. Chad Gable was there and asked Miz if he's seen Otis or uh, Otis. Miz says, well, I just arrived, and he told Gable if he's lost his dog, he should put up flyers. So not really the respectful response there by the Miz. Gable got an idea and ran off. Kathy Kelly then asked the Miz if, if he would consider having a co-host. Miz laughed and assumed she was sh- suggesting herself. I-, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have Kathy Kelly standing next to you all night, but uh, the Miz uh, is a married man, so I guess not. So we see off to the side, Bailey, EO, and Dakota literally beating the shit out of Trish Stratus and throwing her around, throwing her into some production crates and leaving her laying there lifeless in a backstage brawl during this segment. So damage control, completely in control and damaging Trish Stratus before anything happens there going into WrestleMania. Pretty decent segment there with the ladies. Omas Omas I'm so sick I don't even feel like doing the fucking uh, Omas voice Omas he's out there with MVP and he said Lesnar made a critical error putting hands on him this match itself is a fucking critical error Never mind putting Lesnar's hands on MVP So, Lesnar comes out. MVP says this is a big mistake accepting this match against Omos. Lesnar gets in the ring, and the fans are chanting, holy shit, holy shit. Lesnar's standing there. Omos is standing there. Omos is a large, large human being. Lesnar's a fucking beast. But Omos is fucking big. Now, I'm always honest with you guys. Always. I watched this segment up until this point. I watched these two guys face off. I watched the handshake. Lesnar went in for a handshake, and Omas shook Lesnar's hand. Up until this point, I was like, all right, I could deal with this. So far, so good. Nothing really bad happening here. We got the visual. This is the visual that Vince McMahon has fucking wet dreams about. This is what gets his dick hard, right? Vince McMahon looking at this type of image. Two big guys going into WrestleMania. Fans are chanting, suplex city, suplex city. Lesnar backed away, but Omos did not let go of Lesnar's hand. Lesnar yanked on his arm. Then he stomped on Omas's foot and went for a German suplex. They're not gonna give that away before WrestleMania. They're not gonna give a trip to Suplex City away for free on Monday Night Raw. So Omas back elbows Brock Lesnar. Lesnar fumbles into the ropes. Omas grabs him by the fucking hand with his hand. He grabs him on the face. He grabs Lesnar by the face. He tries to shove him over the top rope, thinking that Lesnar would easily go over the top rope because Lesnar's excellent at selling for anybody. If there's one thing that Lesnar does correct and great and almost better than anybody, it's sell. So Omos grabs Lesnar by the face. He face palms Lesnar completely, shoves him against the ropes, and botches the spot where he's supposed to shove Lesnar over the top rope. Lesnar basically throws himself over the top rope to force himself over the top rope to finish the segment. The crowd goes dead quiet. It was almost a, what the fuck was that moment? And that's the way the segment came to a close. Lesnar's feeling his face. His face is all red, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what Brock Lesnar is thinking about this complete disaster that is about to happen at WrestleMania. Is he regretting this match with Almas? Lesnar looked pissed. Lesnar looked pissed that something like this was already fucking botched. So clearly, social media and Twitter, where the fucking geeks and virgins dwell, all in my comments, upset that I said... I hope Vince McMahon is happy. Almas was in there with Brock Lesnar for a face to face for their WrestleMania match and already botched one of the most fundamental spots in the history of a face to face segment with Brock Lesnar. Couldn't even get him over the top rope. I hope Vince McMahon is happy. I got people claiming, oh my God, who cares? Why don't you get Vince McMahon out of your head? Vince McMahon has you on strings like a puppet. They chanted, holy shit, is what their excuse was. Meanwhile, maybe they muted the TV, or maybe they lost their fucking hearing between the chants and the end of the segment, because all I heard at the end of the segment was dead fucking silence. Dead silence. I heard a very embarrassed... (gasps) What the fuck was that? That was bad. That's what I heard. (laughs) This shit sucked. Complete and utter garbage was this segment. No words. The visual was all they went for and almost botched one of the most simplest and most fundamental spots in a fucking face-to-face. Couldn't even get that right, yet you want me to sit here and be invested in this match. Yeah, it'll probably last four minutes, yeah, we'll probably get eight German suplexes, one F5. We'll probably get the fucking big tree choke slam by Omos. He'll get one two count on Lesnar. But does anybody expect Brock Lesnar to lose this match? People are already claiming, "Oh, well, this is going to do wonders for Omos." What wonders? What wonders? I wonder how much brain cells you fucking idiots actually do have in that fucking pea-brained head of yours. How is this going to make Omos better? Nobody thinks Brock Lesnar is going to lose. I don't know why you would think that. This is why he turned down a match with Bray Wyatt. He knew he was an inevitable loser. He took the match with Omos for two reasons. One, Vince booked it. Two, it's an easy win. He's not losing to Omos. Omos has already hit his ceiling. He's not going to be a WWE champion. He goes no further than where you see him now. He's one-dimensional, and he sucks. Omos on TV makes Monday Night Raw worse, believe it or not. Don't know how anybody is looking forward to this shit. This is my bathroom break. I don't give a fuck. I just told you how the match is going to go. I may be off by a suplex or two, but that's exactly how it's going to go. What did you miss? Nothing. Give me a fucking break basically gave the fucking match away and we're not even there with 3 weeks to go. Cody Rhodes. He went one on one with LA Knight. More LA Knight on my TV, stop. If LA Knight is not coming over from SmackDown to compete on Monday night Raw, I'm all good, man. We need more of that man on TV. Period. This was a very good match between these two. Something that I'd like to see with a little bit more uh, oomph. Somewhere down the line. A little bit more on the line. Somewhere down the line. But they had a nice television match. It went about 10 minutes or so. Gave Cody Rhodes a top-tier opponent to wrestle on Monday Night Raw before going into his big face-to-face with Roman Reigns next week. So, they had a nice little brawl on the outside. Cody went to the top row. night hit a superplex. Looked a little awkward because he... You know, LA Knight does that little uh that little spot where he jumps from the ring up to the top rope in one motion without holding on to anything. He kind of lost his balance and then sloppily did a superplex but at the end of it all, man, very impressive to do that anyway and then he got the superplex on Cody Rhodes, so that looked a little awkward but still executed it right. Cody landed on his right shoulder. We go to commercial break. Cody was back in control after the break. He went for a delayed vertical suplex. Knight escaped, landed a DDT. Cody made the comeback towards the end. He hit the gold dust punch, that little drop-down gold dust punch that his brother used to do, and he hit the disaster kick. Cody avoided L.A. Knight's finishing move, the BFT, the Blunt Force Trauma, and hit a top-rope Cody cutter, and then he hit the crossroads for the easy win. One, two, three, Cody Rhodes beats L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight still does not have any direction going into WrestleMania. It looks like if there is some sort of direction for LA Knight, they're taking a little bit of a page, kind of modeling it very similarly to uh, what Seth Rollins did last year, where he had nothing to do going into the show, and maybe we get Stone Cold Steve Austin showing up the day of in an unadvertised match with LA Knight. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe Pat McAfee. I heard Pat McAfee rumored Stone Cold Steve Austin was talked about today, Nobody really officially reported that. I know it's been floating around. No credible sources really even before today were, was talking about that. But, I mean, the idea of that match is pretty, is pretty nice, to be honest with you. Maybe they do it next year at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 40. They're going to need a bunch of big names for that anyway, being that it's the 40th anniversary. Why not save it for next year? So Cody, after the match, takes the microphone and he cuts what I thought was probably the best promo that Cody Rhodes has cut since he's been back in the WWE. I thought this this promo was better than the one he cut with Roman in there a couple of weeks ago. Cody said afterwards he keeps hearing the warnings from Paul Heyman that he should stay out of the bloodline's business. I don't work for the bloodline. I don't work for Paul Heyman. So if I want to stand side by side with Sami Zayn or fight alongside Kevin Owens, I'm going to do that because I can. He said Heyman told him not to make it personal, but it's been personal since he debuted at the age of 21 in front of the same cameramen that are out here now. He said it's very personal because he's choked up and fighting back tears with every sentence. He said it's personal when he wears a suit of armor. He says he wasn't talking about his robe when he comes out, but rather his tailored suits. I don't wear these suits because I think I am somebody. It's because I want to be somebody. He said he acknowledges Roman Reigns, but Reigns needs to acknowledge him. Then he stared into the hard camera. He said he's not perfect, but this time, since he's returned to the WWE, my time here has been perfect. I am undefeated. And so has Roman Reigns been in the last three years. He said he grew up thinking he was a prince in this industry, but he had no crown. He says he needs the undisputed championship, and on April 2nd, when the sun goes down on Hollywood, the sun will go down on Reigns' generational title run. On April 2nd, it's not just those who get the Rhodes and Ronald's blood pumped into their veins. It's every single person who has followed me until the end. He says he has waited his entire life, but on April 2nd, he will wait no more He says he will pin Roman Reigns in the ring and be the first Rhodes family member to say he is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. And that was it. Excellent promo by Cody Rhodes. This was much better than what I thought he's done in the last two promos with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. This was Cody Rhodes getting angry. This was Cody Rhodes angry. I acknowledge you and he should. Don't be a pussy about it, but you should absolutely acknowledge Roman Reigns for what he's done. But motherfucker, if I'm going to acknowledge you, you better fucking acknowledge me right back because I'm not this pushover that you think that I am. I'm not going to be a stepping stone for you to continue your title reign. This was a great promo by Cody Rhodes. Did it do anything to sway your opinion on Cody Rhodes? I don't know. That's up to you. And you interpreting what you want to interpret. Did it change my opinion on what I've been saying for the last couple weeks? Do I think after this promo, Cody should be the guy to beat Roman? At the end of it all, he is the guy. But is it enough for me to say we should end Roman Reigns' title run? No. I don't think so. We'll see what happens. We're slowly piecing this thing together. And next week, Roman's actually going to be on Monday Night Raw. Wow. I could count on one hand how many times he's been on Monday Night Raw in the last two years. So Raw getting reigns is a big deal. And I like that. Does he say anything about this on on Friday? I don't know. I hope that they do mention Cody on Friday in some way and then lead into Monday. Byron Saxton was backstage with Seth Rollins. He asked about Logan Paul knocking him out with a sucker punch last week. He said if anyone should have learned anything about him that you can't keep him down. Miz walked in. Seth started talking about uh, Miz, and Miz said that, you know, whatever you said wasn't funny, and he's just upset that Logan KO'd him with a single punch. He says he lost control of the narrative. Miz said next week, Logan will conduct a live edition of Impulsive TV. I wonder if he's going to give out crypto Tips and tricks next week is Logan Paul. Maybe. I don't know. Barrett Corbin walked in, and he said his schedule has cleared up, and he's now available. Good for you, Corbin. Maybe you should go grill me a tomahawk steak with some mashed potatoes. Maybe some whiskey? Sounds like a good night. So, Baron Corbin's available. Miz said Logan is all booked up. Corbin says, listen, you may need a co-host for WrestleMania. I could do that. Seth then laughed at Baron Corbin. Ms says, uh, no, uh, I have a lot of pull at WrestleMania, but not that much pull. Corbin suggested that he could train Seth since he's a three-time Golden Gloves champion, and I could give you some lessons so you could take out Logan Paul. Seth thanked him and said, uh, no, uh, I know you're going through some tough times there, buddy, but I would rather take boxing lessons from my two-year-old daughter. There you go. Corbin said his daughter is two and a half and doesn't know anything. Corbin says he would knock him out faster than Logan did and then take his spot at WrestleMania. Seth said that sounds like a challenge and he's in a fighting mood, so I'll see you out there. Miz told Corbin if he takes out Seth, I'll put in a good word for him to be a co-host at WrestleMania. And we all knew Corbin is not going to take out Seth Rollins on the road to WrestleMania. Bronson Reed, he went one-on-one with Elias, who was out there with Rick Boogs. And this was literally 90 seconds or so, give or take. Elias hit a leaping high knee right to Bronson Reed's jaw. Reed came back with a snap, power slam, top rope, big tsunami for the one, two, three. And that was it for Bronson Reed. I like Bronson Reed, man. I think they're wasting Bronson Reed right now. Bronson Reed's got legitimately no direction. But I I will give this time. Because Bronson Reed is not really factoring into anything at WrestleMania. He will not be on the WrestleMania card. There's not going to be a battle royal. So, Bronson Reed, I'm going to lump in there with Johnny Gargano as well. On Monday night after WrestleMania, when we begin a brand new season of WWE, I want to see Bronson Reed Get a priority role on Monday night. I think he's worth it. I think he's going to be a great heel. And I'd love to see some fresh faces competing for new championships on Monday night. Those two guys specifically. Now, Elias. You know, I understand that Elias has been one of those loyal WWE guys. They ask him to go out there and do whatever they want. Dress as Ezekiel, change your character, cut your hair, cut your beard shave your body hair, all, all this. He, he did it all. I, I mean, Elias seems like the type of guy that you would want on your roster. But I would be lying to you if I did not tell you Elias is fucking boring. He's boring. Nobody cares about Elias. The shtick is old. It's dead. Pairing Rick Boogs with Elias is not doing anything positive for Boogs. It's not putting Boogs in a good situation. Boogs is a better wrestler. Boogs is a better guitarist. Boogs has more charisma. Boogs is more entertaining. I I mean, if there's dead weight in this fucking tandem, it's Elias. Like, what are we doing here? I don't get it. Are they going to be the newest tag team on WWE television? Looks like they're breaking up Chad Gable and Otis and American or Alpha Academy. I'll get to American Alpha in a second. Alpha Academy seems to be on the... uh, Splits. Are we going to get Elias and Rick Boogs? I told you it was coming. We got one that plays acoustic guitar, and we we got the other one who is a fan of death metal and thrash metal and plays a Jackson Flying V. Maybe it'll work, but I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to see Elias on TV more than they have to. Kathy Kelly is outside the trainer's room looking for an update on Trish Stratus. Gable ran up to her and asked if she seen his guy, Otis. He had flyers with Otis's picture on it. He walked past Becky Lynch, and leader who knocked his flyers out of his hands as they walked towards the trainer's room with Trish, or looking for Trish. So, this is stemming from the attack with damage control earlier in the show where they laid out Trish Stratus. So they're looking for Trish Stratus, and they're going to go check on Trish Stratus from what happened earlier in the night. Kathy Kelly interviewed Kevin Owens about facing Solo Sokoa later and has refused to accept Sami Zayn's offer to work together against the bloodline. Owens says he needed help for a long time and he didn't get it, and now Sammy is asking him for help. He asks if it's hard to understand why he wouldn't fight alongside Sammy. He says he just doesn't want any part of what sammy has got going on, and he doesn't need him. Owens turned to the camera and addressed Cody. He said he can help Sammy, but he doesn't want his help out there when he's facing Solo Sokoa. He told him to focus on his match with Reigns. He said he wants to fight Solo and whomever he has with him on his own, like he's been doing all this time. I'm genuinely wondering, what is it going to be that changes Kevin Owens' mind? Like, What are they going to do to Kevin Owens' that is going to break Kevin Owens down so much that he gets the help from Cody and Sammy, is Kevin Owens going to ask for it? I don't think so. I don't think Kevin Owens is going to ask for help. Then that would kind of that would kind of lessen his character, lessen the badass that he is. I think Cody and Sammy are going to walk into a situation where they can no longer see this go on. They're going to help Kevin Owens, deciding... You know, whether or not to help him, they're going to help him. And Kevin Owens is going to sit there or lay there or stand there begrudgingly accepting their help. And they're all going to come together for the common good. We're going to get that big six-man tag team match on the go-home show. It's going to be KO, Sammy, and Cody Rhodes versus the Usos and Solo Sokoa. Then we're going to get Sammy and KO versus the Usos at WrestleMania, which, in my opinion, should absolutely be the match that closes night one of WrestleMania, and then obviously Cody can go wrestle Roman on night two. I don't think Kevin Owens is going to ask for help. He's just going to walk into help, and he's not going to be able to say no. But what is that moment going to look like? It's got to be bad. It's got to be worse than what we've seen so far. The Street Profits, they were backstage laughing at Austin Theory. He told Theory to try some ruthless aggression on him. He called him a choke artist. Theory says they better continue to be good at that routine because in a couple of months they'll probably be unemployed. I found that line to be very bizarre. Why would he do that? Why would he say that? Yet you don't want me to think Vince McMahon has anything to do with this fucking show. Why would Austin Theory go out there and say they better be good at that routine because in a couple of months they'll probably be unemployed. Did Austin Theory just foreshadow budget cuts happening in the WWE? One has to wonder. He says he got what he wanted, a match against Cena. The marquee match at WrestleMania, the biggest match. Theory said Cena had a lot to say about him last week because he's the biggest star in WWE. WWE. He asked who in the three Prophets has the backbone and the fire and desire. Says he thinks it's Angelo Dawkins. Said Montez Ford is a big bag of jokes who falls flat on his face. Said he wishes he could relate to that, but he can't because every time he's given an opportunity, he succeeded. He said they talked about smoke a lot, but all he does on that smoke is choke. Dawkins stepped up and offered to cook theory tonight, and theory accepted. Theory's going to be a great promo, man. He's already a great promo. I thought this was a very good segment. Don't really care about watching Angelo Dawkins and Austin Theory wrestling a nothing match, but the interaction was very good. So we get this match. It goes 10 minutes. Austin Theory's in there with Angelo Dawkins. Not a bad match at all. Mostly filler. And... Theory was in control after the break. They traded pinning pinning combinations. Theory won after hitting an eight-town down, basically. Very, very basic, very simple match. Not really all that to uh, write home about. Theory put Dawkins in the STF after the match to taunt Cena. So he's using Cena's finishing move on Angelo Dawkins. Ford ran in, chased Theory off. Street Profits remain united. In this, uh, in this moment here. So, you know, with all the rumors going around that they could potentially be breaking up the Street Profits, there remains as a duo, a tandem here with Montez coming out for the save. So nothing going on there. It's amazing to think that the Street Profits may not even be on the WrestleMania card. Triple H said he wanted a smaller WrestleMania. If you're not factored into anything, why force your way into a match? That doesn't mean anything. I agree. I think it's great. Less is more. Quality over quantity. Kathy Kelly, very busy woman tonight. Interviewed Paul Heyman backstage. Heyman said the bloodline has identified a problem, which is Kevin Owens. He said Solo Sikoa will solve that problem. And then there's Cody Rhodes. He said Cody believes the truth will set him free. But actually, the truth will imprison Cody's mind and lead to stupid mistakes like making the match with Reigns personal. Heyman said, of course, it's already personal to Cody, but to make it personal to Reigns, like mockingly acknowledge him, acknowledging him on worldwide TV, what a schmuck, he says. He says we will give him a chance to acknowledge the Tribal Chief next week live on Raw because Reigns will be on Raw in person next week. He said Cody will acknowledge Roman Reigns and then he will make the most important business and personal decision of his life. He said he'll have to choose whether he is a challenger or a problem. He said Cody can be a problem that Reigns would like to personally solve. Heyman continues to sell everything so brilliantly in the absence of Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman is a vital asset to WWE television for shit like this. When Reigns is not there, when the Usos aren't on TV up until the main event to sell what they got going on with Kevin Owens, you can always, 10 times out of 10, rely on Paul Heyman. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was announced as the first inductee into the 2023 Hall of Fame. WrestleMania weekend. Corey Graves then said Rick Flair will be a guest on the bump on Wednesday, where he will announce the next Hall of Fame inductee. I've seen names like Brian Pillman, The Great Muda, Batista, Tori Wilson. I believe was mentioned, or maybe she's in the Hall of Fame. Who, who do people mention? Somebody. I think Tori Wilson was mad. Or maybe she's a Hall of Famer already. I have no idea. One of the blondes somebody mentioned online. I don't know who it's going to be. Any one of those men, Batista, Brian Pillman, Great Muda could be inducted. We don't know who it's going to be. Maybe that's somebody to do with Ric Flair's past. I've seen Steve Mongo McMichael mentioned as well. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on. But they got Ric Flair. Uh, they pulled him away from his uh, beer and his alcoholic desires to uh, go do this thing on the bump on Wednesday. So we'll see what happens there. Stacey Keebler, that's right. Stacey Keebler. I'm sorry, Holy Groom. Tori Wilson, I think, is already in the Hall of Fame. You know Ric Flair loves his blondes, man. Who gives a shit? Ray Mysterio's out there. He thanked everybody after they chanted, you deserve it. He said it felt good to be back on Monday Night Raw. He says they were celebrating 20 years together last year. He said the award isn't just for him, it's for all of us. Lex Luger's another one, yes. Lex Luger. I think Lex Luger belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't know about you guys. I think that'd be great. Dominic Mysterio interrupted. And I loved this promo by Dominic. Dominic congratulated his dad in a very sarcastic and mocking way. Said he actually deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he put his entire life into the business. I hope it was worth it. Dominic gets mega heat when he's out there, man. It's a beautiful thing to see. Legit heat, too. It's not go-away heat. It's just, as a viewer listening to it, it's just good heat, you know? Makes you smile. You earn this honor at the expense of me, and you know that's right, says Dominic. He He said he chose the stranger over being there for him growing up. He said, Ray no show to school events for WrestleMania. He said, when he turned 16, Ray promised him a new car, and all of his friends showed up with a brand new Mercedes. And you got me a BMW. Poor baby. I wish my parents gave me a fucking BMW. And then he goes on to say, it wasn't even an M-series. He says he's afraid because he sees him for what he really is, a sad, ugly excuse For a father, no, 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 you're a sorry excuse of a man. He said, I'll let you enjoy the Hall of Fame weekend. And then challenged him to a match at WrestleMania. Fans chanted, yes, yes, yes. Ray denied the match and says he will not fight his own son. And I said this before, but you never listened to me. I still love you and always will. There will be no match at WrestleMania. He turned around and left the ring. Dominic then kind of poked fun at the crowd. This is your guy. This is your Hall of Famer. So Dominic is in the ring and he told Ray that he ran away from Raw, his entire family, and me. He said the only thing Ray actually taught him is to not be what he is today. Ray paused. Soaked up all that Dominic was saying and walked to the back dejected. I thought this was a great promo. This was probably the best Dominic promo so far, in my honest opinion, in the line of promos for Ray and Dominic Mysterio. And Ray denied the match happening at WrestleMania. What WWE did here tonight is plant the seeds. They planted the seeds for this match. They want the fans to know that they are thinking about this match. Now they hear it in words coming out of Dominic's mouth. The match was pitched on live television. Dominic challenged Rey Mysterio, his father, to a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. We're not going to get this match happening next week. It's not going to be confirmed. Come Friday, come Monday, come the go-home show. I don't want the match to be official until WrestleMania weekend. What I would do for this, for Rey Mysterio to snap, I'm having Rey go to the Hall of Fame. I'm having Conan induct Rey Mysterio into the Hall of Fame. I'm having Rey Mysterio give the Hall of Fame speech because he deserves one if he's going in. Dominic, at the end of the speech, confronts his father again, and they level Rey Mysterio out. Beat him down. Judgment Day beats him down. Legato comes out. They save the day. Dominic gets a couple of cheap shots on Ray. They go at it. Match is born for WrestleMania because Dominic Mysterio crashed Rey Mysterio's Hall of Fame speech towards the very end. That's the way I'm doing it. That's the way I'm doing it. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even tease... I wouldn't even tease the match or the punch because everybody's expecting right to kind of snap and shove his son back and punch his son or slap his. Why would you do that? Everybody's waiting for that. Why would you give that away before WrestleMania? If I'm doing that moment, that moment's happening for the first time ever in front of 70,000 people at WrestleMania. So you do that. You crash the hall of fame, make the match official on Saturday they go into night two on Sunday. One on one, Ravers Dominic. Boom. Simple. Easy. I love it. That will be one of my highly anticipated match per- matches, personally, for WrestleMania. Excellent stuff. Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins. This went three minutes. Rollins won. Miz was out there. Seth kicked Corbin in the jaw. Miz stood on the ring apron. Seth kicked him. Seth brought Miz into the ring. He then leaps off of the Miz's back and delivers a assisted stomp on Corbin off of Miz's back. And Seth Rollins wins and beats Baron Corbin. Garbage. Absolutely useless stuff. We got impulsive TV next week, and that's all that matters. Mustafa Ali... He's backstage with Chad Gable. And he told Gable that sometimes what he's looking for is right around the corner. And he told him to be a little bit more optimistic. He said, hashtag be positive. Otis was doing a photo shoot in black bikini shorts and a black jacket with sunglasses. Massey said his match with Gable was postponed until next week due to an issue or uh, I believe it was Mansoir, Mansoir said his match with Gable was postponed until next week due to an issue with his fingernails. And then he went back to photographing Otis. Gable tried to talk to Otis into hanging out with him. He posed with him. Otis smiled. And then Mansoir said that with Gable posing in front of the camera, his camera ended up malfunctioning and broke. Maxine Dupree continued to admire Otis. She said Gable was gross. She asked Otis to go with her. Gable told Otis they missed their morning session, but we can make up for it. Maxine called to Otis from the distance, and he ran off with Maxine, and Gable looked sad. Vince McMahon, if I ever saw it. I don't know what they're doing, but Chad Gable looks to be moving on from the tag team of Alpha or American uh, Alpha Academy. I, I keep mentioning American Alpha because Gable had American Alpha on his jacket. I don't know what that meant. Maybe that was an inside look into what was going on, but it looks like they are breaking up these two. And if it's for a Chad Gable singles run, I'm all for it. Chad Gable's incredible. Bianca Belair, she went one-on-one with Chelsea Green, and this was uh, this was not good. This was not good at all. I'll give you one clue who won this match. It wasn't Chelsea Green at all. So we got Chelsea Green and Bianca Belair. They had a one-on-one match. Bianca Belair wins, and that was basically it. No more, no less. Green used an inside cradle for a near fall. KOD, one, two, three. Carmella and Green attacked Belair after the match. Oscar ran in for the save. She had a high kick to Carmella and a back fist to Chelsea Green. She and Belair cleared the ring. Can they coexist? What's coming next week? Asuka then picks up Bel Air's Raw Women's Championship and teased handing it to her. She was dancing with it. She was playing air guitar with it, pulled it away. Asuka danced around with the belt and continued to tease Bel Air with it. All of a sudden, Asuka coughed up more blue mist and did not, this week, spit it on Bel Air. She dropped the title and danced away. So we're back to Asuka dancing now. We're back to scary Kana clown Oscar dancing on Monday Night Raw. I'd love for somebody, I'd love for one of these journalists, for one of these geeks out there to please tell me what the fucking story of this match is. I'm still waiting. I'll give you a clue. There is no fucking story. Mind games is what they're going with. Mind games is what this is being built off of for the Raw Women's Championship. It devalues the women's title. It makes the women's division look like a joke that your main story for your for your women's championship is this, going into WrestleMania. This is reminding me of Bianca and Sasha going into their match, which basically had no story going into their WrestleMania match. Was the match a banger? Sure. Is this match going to be great? Sure. When it boils down to it, yes, it's going to be a great match. But that does not excuse the fact that this does not have a story. Everything on Mania should have a story. It is the end of the WWE season. What is the story here? The story is Asuka and what what color mist, what color goo is going to come out of her mouth on a weekly basis. One week it'll be red. One week it'll be blue. One week it'll be green. Oh, but it's going to be a banger. I- I'm sorry. All because you think it's going to be a banger doesn't mean that it shouldn't have a story. It should have a story. And this shit sucks. We went from Oscar being a fucking killer to dancing around. Oscar's dancing around with mist coming out of her mouth. Goo coming out of th- this. Vince. You can't convince me otherwise. Connor went from an absolute fucking killer to this. What is she doing? Dancing around. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you want me to sit there and think, oh yeah, it's going to be a banger. I, I should excuse this. Obviously terrible television. Fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly, Hulu Grimm. What's the storyline? Taste the rainbow. Skills. Ridiculous. Solo Sokoa. One on one with Kevin Owens in a street fight. This was a fun match. We didn't get to see most of it because most of it happened in a fucking commercial. Solo, every time Solo's in there, it's almost predictable at this point. He's not losing. He's not losing. I figured there was no rules in this match. We'd see the Usos. They brawled out to the floor. Sokoa sent Owens into the announce table. Owens then sent Sokoa into the steps. We got a commercial break, which where most of the match happened. Owens set up some chairs. He set up this this kind of conga line of chairs. And there was like eight chairs in the ring facing each other. They teased a big move off the top rope to go through the chairs. Solo gains control, and basically power slams Owens off the top rope onto all these chairs. Owens then somehow regains control. They fought through the crowd into the backstage area. I wish the camera would have panned over a little bit. I seen Michael P.S. Hayes sitting in Gorilla. I wanted to see who was sitting next to him, and then who was sitting next to that guy. Usos were waiting in Gorilla. They hit Owens with double super kicks. The bloodline dragged Owens back to the ring all the way from Gorilla down the ramp into the ring. This is where Solo hit the Samoan spike for the pin. Owens was left laying in the ring and the bloodline celebrated on the ramp and that's the way Monday Night Raw came to a close. No Sammy, no KO, getting help, no Cody, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Solo gets the victory. He remains unpinned on the main roster. And Kevin Owens doesn't have any help. And the story continues. When is Kevin Owens going to allow help? What is going to be the moment that pushes Kevin Owens to want help? That remains to be seen. Monday Night Raw was very mid. Very mid. Nothing really overly exciting. Cody Rhodes' promo was great. Edge announcing Hell in a Cell was very good. Couple of decent little matches, but at the end it was just boring. It was just boring. None of it mattered. None of it mattered. A very, very mediocre episode of Monday Night Raw. Man, the weather here in New York City sucks, man. I feel like I'm getting sick. I just want the nicer weather, man. I really do. I want the sun, I want baseball. I want beer gardens opening up across the city where I don't need a jacket and a hoodie. I don't want the rain or snow. Can't stand this fucking weather, man. Thank you guys for hanging out tonight, man. I appreciate you. If you guys are new around here, And you enjoyed what you heard here tonight. I would uh, really appreciate you hit that thumbs up, man. We're here weekly. And we're the most entertaining live stream that there is in the entire community. On top of being the number one most viewed live live stream in the IWC that happens almost every night we're live. And there's a reason for that. Nobody sounds as good as us, nobody looks as good as us, and nobody has the community that I have right here on OTS, man. Tonight sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped, Manscaped manscaped.com. You guys are going to go out and get yourself the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. They're now getting into the beard game. And I love it. Make sure you guys get the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. This thing is the juggernaut of fixing faces. It's cordless. A rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. No more messy drawers full of add-ons. And 20 different beard lengths in just one guard means that you are gonna get the perfect shave every single time. It's waterproof, it's titanium coated with a beautiful looking T blade, it's tough on hair but smooth on your face. Single stroke efficiency, satisfaction every single time. On top of that, you're gonna get some beard shampoo by Manscaped, some beard conditioner beard oil and beard balm as well you guys need to remember that all your hair is different the beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head so you got to take care of it a little differently and the beard balm listen man that's gonna feel good on your face a nice soothing sensation after you go out there and shave your face the way you want plus they're gonna include three free gifts a beard brush a comb and scissors to ensure that your beard is absolutely perfect. 20% off, 20% off and free shipping with the code SCRIP20 at manscaped.com. Go get yourself the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, man. Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Super chats are open, guys. Get them on in. Last call right now. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys continue to hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes, man. We need 150 more for 1,000 likes. So if you guys are in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, I would greatly appreciate that. And become a channel member right here on Off the Script. Hit that join button down below. You guys get access to my mother's basement. Not only the sneak peek, but... The debut night, opening night, members only. You guys get badges. You guys get emotes. And you guys get fun little perks as well along the way. Make sure you guys sign up. Hit the join button. And go check out all the videos that you might have missed on the channel. Videos are there on the homepage, including tons of YouTube shorts and a whole week's worth of live streams last week. Nate with a five month recommitment to the VIP club re up my membership last night glad to be back I'll be attending Wrestlemania night one and night two this year hopefully both nights deliver I feel like they will bro the Wrestlemania build has been a little lackluster outside of the bloodline stuff of course but I, I feel like Wrestlemania is going to absolutely deliver We got a new membership from the cake. I don't know if that's legit or not cake, but it says you're a new member. And if it is, welcome again. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat times two. She says next Monday, Cody needs to out-duel Roman on the mic and need to pick up the pace a bit for Sammy and KO. Well, we got some time. I mean, it's it's March 14th. They got uh, two weeks. And I was actually thinking about that during tonight. They have Sammy and KO on both shows. Cody's been on Raw. Cody's been on SmackDown. So they're they're going back and forth. So they got plenty of shows to get that across. Big Steve. New member. Thank you, Big Steve. What the fuck are you drinking, man? Guys, I'm going to end this right here because I see Hooligrim talking about it. If you ask me about WWE two. 2K23, I am going to ignore you. I am not buying the game. I'm not. I'm waiting for Fight Forever. I am very involved in Destiny 2. And Resident Evil 4 is coming out, and I'm not buying 2K to play that over Resident Evil 4. I'm sorry the same fucking game as it was last year. Why would I spend more money on the same fucking game that I bought last year that I hated? I'm not doing it. Scriptkeeper with a $5 super chat. Hey, JD, you missed my super chat yesterday. It was my 41st birthday and I wanted an Are We Live! I loved your mother's basement sneak peek. Thank you, Script Keeper. I appreciate you, brother. What the fuck are you drinking, man? 41st birthday, bro. You got to make that drink really good. Nemesis with a two-month membership. Hey, JD, just rewatch your Resident Evil 2 videos. Very entertaining after the ADA sewer segments you sounded more frustrated than in earlier vids or is that me bro anytime you add water to a level I instantly become enraged this is why I, I do not look I, I do not look forward to doing the alligator boss fight in Resident Evil 4 no thank you it legitimately gives me anxiety. Paul Van Tassel with a 27 months. this saturday WWE Live house show will be in my hometown. I'm going to see Sammy against Solo and Gunther against Drew McIntyre and others, man. Have a good time. Have a good time, brother. Thank you for 27 months, man. I know you will be in my mother's basement. Mar- Miles Marable with a 499. Have we ever had a band play live for back-to-back themes for opponents before? No. Get Alter Bridge to perform Metalingus and the other side, WWE. OTS for life. Yes. Yes. They should also be inducted into the Hall of Fame, to be quite honest with you. (laughs) Mark Alain. Al Brian Larazzo. Lazaro. I fucked up your name, bro. Mark Alain. I'll just call you Mark. A $55 super chat. Why Disney love turning children into members of LGTVHD? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, bro. Does Disney corrupt young children? Yes. Are they pushing narratives and agendas through Disney cartoons and characters? Yes. Fuck Disney. Schwevin with a 4.99. What you gonna do when uh, Omas Mania runs wild on you? Leave the room and go find something else more entertaining to do. Shane Brown with three months. Thank you, brother. Three months in the VIP club. Hey, bro, just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you and how much I cannot wait until the unveiling of my mother's basement. It's going to be dope. You better believe it, Shane. Jean-Pierre Mercedes with seven months. Thank you, Jean-Pierre. No message. Jean-Pierre is going to be in my mother's basement. So is Brandon Jefferson with eight months. Omas eats corn the long way. I don't want to envision that. Thank you for that terrible image, Brandon. Colby Duran with a new membership. Colby, what the fuck are you drinking? And you'll be in my mother's basement. Phil with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? Question. Why is Omas on the card? The dude is still so green. It's obvious Vince is definitely back. Well, Vince wanted him on the card and Vince booked him, Phil. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I'm Mr. Blue. I have not done Root of Nightmares yet. Um, I think me and the guys are going to do it tomorrow. It, it, It will be my first time. Michael Evans with a nine months. Funny thing is that neither Bright or Lashley want this match at Manny. Of course not, because Vince booked it, and it sucks. Boxhead said with the $2 super chat, total godlike rant on the break fiasco. Hashtag OTS for life, man. Fuck the community and fuck the journalists. I fucking hate them. But you know-it-all wannabe fucking hacks that think they're better than everybody, man. Tutti-fruity with a, you know, if they were better than everybody, they'd update their fucking look and sound good fucking amateur-looking goddamn fucking podcasts. Nobody has a desire to change. They want to really emit virgin on their streams. Nobody changes. Terrible microphones, terrible fucking thumbnails and imagery. No wonder the fucking community gets shit on all the time. Thank you, Boxhead. Tootie Fruity with a new membership. What the fuck are you drinking, Tootie Fruity? Same thing with Christopher McCoy and Johnny J. Welcome, gentlemen. What the fuck are you guys drinking? Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. JD, your top three favorite Hell in a Cell matches. Well, Undertaker and Mankind is number one, clearly. Uh, I'd say um, that's a tough one, man. Uh, I'd probably go with uh, New Day, Usos, and Becky Sasha. Actually, no, I'm that. That's false. That's false. Undertaker, Mankind, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, first one, and then probably Usos and New Day. In no particular order. Obviously, the first one is Undertaker and, and, and mankind, but in, in no particular order. Those are the three best, in my opinion. I may be missing one in there. But I'm still in and with a four ninety nine great promo by Cody, but sadly doesn't mean anything when he knows he's going to be fed to Roman, which will actively kill his entire WWE run and momentum. We'll see, and we'll see. Batista Triple H. Ronnie Zeldin. WWE booking of Wyatt is getting dreadful. Hashtag AEW. The cake with the 20 months. I knew. I I knew you weren't just joining the venue, bro. Cake with a 21th membership. Hey, I'm back. Vince is going to come back like Thanos and fire everybody. Question about my mother's basement. Should we be dressed to the nines? Uh, you can come whenever you can come however you want, man. I'm dressing up. I'm dressing up, and we're making old fashions. Ryoku with two months. I would have judgment day abduct Ray's wife and Aaliyah. And then force Ray to accept the match, or else. I will do the unthinkable and hurt them. My take. Well, I mean, that's going uh, that's going beyond anything that I thought of. But if that's what you want to do, I'm all for it, man. I'd do that. I don't think that's in WWE's wheelhouse, but we'll see. Cake with a $2 super chat. Also, shout out to our mod, Otis. Otis. Uh, Violet. Violet in the chat. Yeah, we had we to delete that message, Violet. Nothing against you, Violet. If somebody wants to announce their birthday, let them announce their birthday, man. 41's a big number. I just turned 41 this year. If somebody, if somebody wants to announce their birthday, it's their day. They could do whatever the fuck they want to do. Now, don't bench, don't bench Violet. Just delete the message. She didn't say anything bad about anybody. You guys know the rules. Unless they say something negative and derogatory about me, then you can bench them. Omega Kong with a $50 super chat. J.D., I will always appreciate your truth. You're the only source I trust. This Bray story is glaring. It's showing how toxic the wrestling community is. From Vince to geeks, the media source is lying to us. We must speak the truth. OTS for life. Okay, good. Thank you, hologram, And yes, Omega Kong, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for the generosity and the $50 super chat. Hollywood guy with a $5 super jet. J- J.D. would putting Chad Gable with Gable Steveson. He hasn't shown up yet. Rumors he left WWE. Your thoughts. Gable Steveson has not left WWE. And he mentioned something about possibly showing up on Raw after WrestleMania. Big Stevie with a one i I'm having a cold bottle of water, man. Nothing. So am I. Liquid death. Fabian Cleveland with a new member. New membership. Thank you, Fabian. What are you drinking tonight, Fabian? Captain Solo with a $10 super chat. Is Psycho sitting in the WWE Hall of Fame? I don't know. That's a good question. Lex Luger and the Beverly Brothers deserve to be in there, man. Lex Luger deserves to be in there for sure. Did you ever watch the movie They Live with Roddy Piper? Yes, I have. A lot of uh, a lot of predictive programming in *They Live*, that a lot of brain dead people have not picked up on. And my guy, Doctor Evil Genius, with a four months, you know, Doctor Evil Genius is the scam trainer, the uh, unknowledgeable trainer. He's going to change his name to buff guy trainer 003 on Twitter and tell me to use a weight belt or that I'm positioning the barbell across my back the wrong way when I do squats. I send negative shit about you all the time. I know, bro. That's why you're an asshole. I kid. Shout out to my guy, Doctor Evil Genius, man. Click on his, uh, click on his icon there, and or uh, well, if he's in the chat, put a link to your channel, bro. Click, go click on it, go subscribe, and go listen to uh, him and his guy, Captain Paul, talk logical on current events and tips with dating. I know some of you guys need tips with dating. Genius got you covered there. Anyway, guys, I'm getting out of here. I'm about to uh, continue to tinker with my mother's basement, man. I got the sound and and everything all ready. I'm going to fuck around with that. And then we're going to get that ready for a couple of weeks. Jesse almost beat the raid. I hope you don't get the exotic, bro. I hope you don't get the exotic shotgun. I don't think I've ever gotten a exotic on on day one on, on the first attempt. It took me like 40 fucking tries to get Vex Mythic last. Still haven't gotten the Valve of the Disciple one. Haven't gotten the rocket launcher from Deepstone Crypt. Do I need them? No. Do I want them? Sure. I want everything. Anyway, guys, I am getting out of here. I'm going to mess around with my mother's basement, get it all ready and nice for you guys, and make sure everything's right. Hop on Destiny, do a little Destiny before reset tomorrow. Make sure you guys go check out Manscaped, manscaped manscaped.com. Code script 20 at checkout for 20% off free shipping. You guys know the deal there. Please continue to hit that thumbs up. We need 98 likes for 1000 So if you guys can get as close to 1,000 as possible, I would really appreciate it. Make sure you guys continue to go check out all the other stuff on the channel. Plenty of it there. Shorts and live streams, you name it. Another brand new week of content coming up. And please follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Guys, I will see you Wednesday. I don't think I'm doing NXT tomorrow. I think I'll probably do an extra tomorrow. Jesse and I will be live Wednesday. Until then, have a great night, guys. Stay safe, stay dry. It's going to be wet in New York City tomorrow. And until then, guys, I will see you right back here in the venue for Dynamite right here on Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.